Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor, with your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. We've got a lot of great stuff for you this week, uh, just all over the place though, from Stephen King to Star Trek to Blade Runner to Hocus Pocus and something Indeed. about Tom Hanks doing a Halloween special that makes no sense to anybody. Nah. But I want to start off with what I think is the most hilarious news of the week. And you can back me up on this because you're going to hear this and you're going to go, that's asinine and you will be correct. <laughs> it comes from uh, the country that put Donald Trump in the president's office. Uh, that would be Russia. That would be Russia. The Russian division of Burger King. <laughs> yes. Oh boy! Filed a complaint with the company or country's federal anti-monopoly service, demanding that the Stephen King movie It be banned in the U.S. Not necessarily because of questionable content. But because Pennywise at least vaguely resembles Ronald McDonald in that he's a clown, so the whole thing is really an ad for McDonald's. I'm thinking if that's an ad for McDonald's, that it would probably backfire, because I don't picture children wanting to go to McDonald's if they associate it with Pennywise. That's I just my think thought. I so. Yeah. But that's, uh... Wow. File that under moronic. File that under moronacy. Is moronacy a word? It should be. That, wow, that's what that's we live in. It's a moronacy. It is a moronacy. I don't know. Moronic, moronic, moronic. Mike Judge, where are you? Hey, you need to make another Macarena. movie. Idiocracy. No, that's not it. Idiocracy is too old. We're living it. Anyway, yes. Yeah. I just thought, I saw that and I thought that was really funny. It, it still opened in Russia anyway and made yeah. uh, a whopping $14 million out of, out, as of Tuesday. So, yeah, just adding adding money to Stephen King's uh, Lamborghini account. Yeah, 500 million over worldwide. That's it's turned a nice little profit. For our for a horror movie, absolutely. You don't get that very often. No, like never. You're certainly not getting it out of the mist. <laughs> that makes me so when I read that, oh my god, that made me so happy. And we're not talking about the movie. No. Which is an excellent movie excellent movie very underrated we're talking about the god awful which we had talked about about a month ago yep atrocious piece of dreck which you have to wade through eight episodes to get to the two which are okay they canceled it so now you won't know what happens in the mist and and you're much better off because i have a feeling what happens in spike tv's version of the mist blows chunks so thank god they canceled it because that was just a crap fest i thought you liked that news yeah, I was thrilled by that news. I'm normally not thrilled by, you know, news of, oh, this is bad for the people involved. But, okay, the writers involved, you guys suck. Uh, whoever whoever decided this was the story to tell, you suck. You know, I don't know if it was the producer who said, no, no, let's go this way. It was god-awful. It was, as I said on the show when I talked about it before, the only reason I watched it past halfway through the second episode is because I wanted to watch the entire thing and be fair to it for this show. That was it. Going back to the old thing. We watch adage, movies. We, yes. So you don't have to. Well, thank God I just possibly saved your life or 20 IQ points because <laughs> you ain't got to watch that piece of crap. I mean, that, seriously, that was... And it's not... It's not that it was terrible... It's just that there was no point to the damn thing. And, well, <laughs> actually, it was pretty terrible. I mean, my God, there, there's so much good TV on. I mean, you compare this to The Exorcist, which is on TV, which takes a brilliant spin off the, the original story, and The Mist, which is thankfully no more. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that, uh, not enough time wasted on that piece of crap. Let's talk about something more fun, like about, uh... Root Canal. <laughs> Well, it wasn't a root canal, but I did catch the first episode of Star Trek Discovery. Ah, I await with bated breath. And I gotta say, it's not—it's not as bad as I thought it would, was going to be. I was not expecting it to be that good, really. 
Ah, well, okay. Um, you know, from and it has nothing to do with there's a black woman who's the main character. I don't care about that. She's a I love Uhura. Right. So I, you know, it not a thing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, for me, it's all about story and the the visual effects. Very nicely done. Uh, the, Excellent. Uh, the alien work that they did, uh, the non-human stuff, very nicely done. The Klingons, my wife did not like the new Klingons. Ah. She said they're they're too made up. Because ah. you know, I mean, originally it was just ooh, a human with an odd color skin and right. spangly armor, and then we get into the next generation, or I guess it was in the in uh, in the movies, and then next gen we get the forehead the forehead and now it's it's starting at the nose and going down the spine you know over the head and it, it is a bit it's a bit much may, but may i ask a question sir may yes. i ask a question may i interject something Absolutely. do they have do they have aliens uh represented which are clearly not people in suits that's one thing that's always bothered me about Star Trek. It bothered me about the TV show. Actually, the TV show, considering the budget, did a pretty good job of that, like when they had the Horta and things. But they, and I understand it's budget constraints, but so many of their aliens, like the vast majority, they're humanoids because we can throw a rubber suit on somebody. Right. And it always bothered me because, you know, there are a lot of other life forms other than this extremely narrow path. I don't care if you, like, stick their spinal column coming out of their nose. It's still... A humanoid basis, and I—it's just—it's so overdone. I—I I get kind of sick of it. They did have one that was kind of human insecty at the beginning. Okay. Didn't show him very much. Lots of CG there. Yeah. Um, there is one, which on is the understandable. TV is, budget. You can tell he's not—he's not in a costume, but you can tell it's still a human playing him. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten okay. the actor, so bear with me. It's the guy who played. Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies. Ah, excellent. Um, and I'm thinking he's not as tall as they made the character. Because this character is... It got to be seven feet tall. Nice. Um, so And they, they did a good job Doug, of it. So it doesn't look like a guy in a suit. Doug, Doug Jones, who has Thank been you. everybody ever since Pinhead. If Andy Serkis isn't playing the weird character it's doug jones and doug jones has been doing it longer so Ever since he retired from being a relief pitcher with cleveland back in the 80s <laughs> very nice sports reference wow Thank you. hey there's another one coming up bear with me bonus points so, i'm gonna sidetrack into photography for just a minute have you ever seen i think it was the 92 score pinnacle card of doug jones where he's holding a flaming baseball because that is one of the um, most beautiful baseball cards I have ever seen. I don't recall ever seeing that. And I'm sure if I had seen that, I would have uh, remembered that. I'll see if I can find it and put it on the website uh, just because. Anyway, meanwhile, back where no one has boldly subscribed to before, CBS. Um, I heard that description earlier this week and I loved it. So I thought I'd throw it in the show. Uh, I I think Star Trek Discovery is going to be good. The theme song is excellent. The opening credit sequence is probably the best of any Star Trek series. I, I, oh that's wow! Just my opinion. I love it. It's beautiful. That's nice. Um, will I subscribe to CBS to finish watching the series? I'm still up in the air on that. Yeah. See, I'm really thinking. That's the only thing I would be getting it for. Right. Because, I, I, boy, that really, that's really pushing the envelope and pushing the buttons. And, and I know it's kind of a nominal fee, but we've talked about this before. And these nominal fees add up. Add up. And, like, yeah, what, what is it, $4 a month, something like that? I think it's 5 but Five. Whatever. Even worse. Yeah. I don't really feel, and I almost don't care how good it is. Because eventually it's going to wind up on Hulu or Netflix or something, and I don't feel this burning need to watch it, where it's going to be worth twenty-five dollars or twenty or thirty dollars, however long their initial run is, to see this. Well, that's I, the I, thing. I, it's I it's going to be eight episodes, 
Oh, uh, well. this year and then another five and then season two is not going to be until early 2019 yeah it's just mm. 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 of course eight episodes that's ten bucks it's like that makes right. it kind of like yeah okay that's maybe maybe that's doable and it, not that ten dollars is a lot but it's more the principle of like uh, it's an a la carte because like you said this is the only reason I would get, get it and at this point, basically, I'm paying $10 to watch the new Star Trek series, and I would rather pay in my time to watch the ads, in which there are probably ads anyway. Are there ads? I do not know. Because if there are ads, that totally blows. Absolutely. Um, because, well, anyway, that's totally beyond the point. But, yeah, my inclination is I really don't want to feel, I don't really feel like paying a dollar an episode, basically, is what it winds up to show to to watch this show yeah i don't and i know it's cheaper than what it typically would be on amazon or itunes or something like that but i would be much happier if they just gone ahead and put it on netflix or hulu and was part of the subscription or maybe cbs cbs yeah that's the thing that's really odd i mean it's like do you really and it's a big budget series yeah Speaking of big big budget series, did you see? And we'll jump right back into it. But did you see what Game of Thrones? What HBO is going to be spending on Game of Thrones per episode? Holy cow! I did, but I forgot you the did. figure. Fifteen million. Oh jeez. Fifteen million. Per, uh, to put that in perspective, it the huge box office smash cost thirty five million. They're spending fifteen million an episode for Game of Thrones. Not that. Not saying that's a bad thing. That's just. This is where things have gotten that obviously they're making money with it because they wouldn't spend that much if they weren't. Uh, and again, we were talking about Star Trek back in the day in 1966. It was the most expensive TV series and it was $100,000 an episode. Right. $15 million an episode. That's incredible. Well, okay. The, uh, here's another baseball reference. The overpriced Alex Rodriguez was $25 million a season. <laughs> And yet, that's a whole season of him. And I've, I, 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 I'm sorry, I, I've never been able to get into Game of Thrones. I tried reading the book, and I kept falling asleep. Um, and yeah, H- not for a, wow. Yeah. Where's the money going? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't seen any episodes since the first season. I watched the first season, really liked it. But again, don't have HBO, and it's just one of these things. I'm going to spend my money on Netflix and Hulu as opposed to HBO. Exactly. Because I don't have an unlimited budget, which is why CBS probably ain't going to give me my money. Um, but all that being said, from what I I really liked what I saw. And obviously, a lot of people really like what they see because it's insanely popular. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and even if it wasn't my cup of whatever the hell they drink. In West March, and or yours, that's okay. Yeah, I would hope they drink mead. Yeah. No, that's fine because it's making a lot of people happy. But that's man, that is a crap load of money, and it doesn't even include PEDs. Alex Arod at least came with PEDs, and they were thrown into the deal. So of course he didn't have nude sex scenes. He as far have. as I know, just, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I don't want to see him anyway, so that's okay. God, maybe that's why, why they traded Robbie Cano to Seattle. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Yes. Um, Okay, so coming up, uh, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend, I think. Uh, sure. Blade, Blade Runner 2049. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm Brilliant. calling it now. It's Blade Brilliant. Runner 2, damn it. Blade Runner 2, 049. I love it. The uh, 8, 6, 7, no. The, uh, <laughs> I mentioned me. last week that uh, Shinichiro Watanabe had come up with a prequel short that leads up to what's going on in Blade Runner 2. And I found it. I found it on YouTube, and I put it on our website. And you know what? It's not there anymore. Interesting. They, they took it down, which makes me wonder, where exactly are you supposed to watch this? Because no, no one has said anything. I watched it, and I think I figured out my problem with the original because yes. it was beautiful it had a great story yes uh, beautiful effects 
Yes. I could not bring myself to care about any of the characters. Ah. Uh, uh. That might have been me. I was watching this short, and I got three quarters of the way through it, and I thought, okay, do I want these guys to die because they're kind of the main character? Maybe I do want them to. I don't care about whether they live. Aha, that's it. I don't care if they live or die. I can. Now, I cared about Deckard, but that makes perfect sense because, yeah, that happens in a lot of films, a lot of TV shows. If you can't. If you don't care what happens with the character, why are you watching it? Exactly. You can't invest yourself into it, even if it's, even if you don't realize it consciously. Is like that's why you're distracted because it's like nothing is grabbing your attention because you don't care about what happens to these characters. So if you don't care, why there's no reason to focus. There's nothing to hold your attention, regardless of how great it looks. Anything else? Uh, that's the failure of a lot. That's what's caused the failure of so many shows, movies this this year. That's why the box office overall has been... Yep. Because you don't care. That's why it works to the extent that it does, uh, your daughter notwithstanding. Not saying she's wrong. <laughs> but, I mean, because the two central kid characters, they're very well drawn. They're very interesting, and I liked those characters, and I wanted to know what was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen to him because, you know, I read the book, saw the, the 1990-whatever show. But yeah. still, they were very well portrayed. There was a lot of depth to the, those characters. Pennywise was eh. But, you know, it was, like I said last last week, I, it, it was okay. Ha! It. Get it? It. Anyway. Uh. Um, but if there's nothing to grab your attention, which, by the way, Blade Runner right now is at 98%. On the Rotten Tomato meter, but it, what, it's early and uh, Blade Runner two. Okay. Oh four nine. Oh four nine. Uh, so uh, obviously the early reviews are really good, which makes me happy because uh, we do focus a lot on movies which absolutely suck. But it's more or less to try to warn you. It's like, yeah, don't waste your time. It makes it's. I'm thrilled when something comes out that's good, like yeah, Alien yeah. Covenant. My God, I would have been so happy if the damn thing had been great. Instead, it was like, eh, that's okay. That's pretty good. I didn't wait 30 freaking years for that. So, <laughs> The first comments on Blade Runner 2 are mostly positive, uh, with comments like, it's a visual wonder, and even Jared Leto was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's big. Wow. If they say um, even Jared Leto was good, that's a, that's a huge plus. Although, I did see this, and I thought this was... This was interesting. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Denis Villeneuve. Boy, that's a nasal name. Anyway, uh, originally he did not want Jared Leto for that role. I love this, and I think it might have worked even better than Jared Leto. He wanted David Bowie. Oh, I so was hoping you were going to say Dennis Leary. Uh, David <laughs> Bowie would have been. <laughs> wow. David Bowie would have been brilliant. David, David Bowie would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been David cool. Boyd would have been brilliant, would have been very cool. And I don't dislike Jared Leto. It's like no. he's just he, he was caught up in an unfortunate portrayal uh, recently. And that's the big problem. I think. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, I really like Ryan Gosling. I really like Harrison Ford. Um, you know, when oh. when the reviews though <laughs> talk about when the reviews talk about, you know, the visuals and it's like. Do, do you even should you even mention the visuals? You don't need Beauti to. Beautiful visual feast. It's like no, no kidding. It's oh, okay. freaking Blade Runner. I mean, if it doesn't look fantastic, someone didn't get the memo. So to me, I you know, why are you talking even talking about that? I guess you you kind of have to just to reassure people. Yeah, it still looks great. But if it didn't, no. So I would. And again, this is just a blurb, and I'm, I'm sure the, the review doesn't waste a lot of time talking about the visuals, because why would you? Uh, so, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope Harrison it's wonderful. Harrison Ford and Ryan yes. Gosling. <laughs> did, did you yes. see the, the clip from, I believe it was uh, the Graham Norton show? I'm not sure if it's even made its way to the States yet. This clip I, is on I, YouTube. I've read about it. Uh, I've read about it. I did not see it. it it's, yeah. it's quite funny. Uh, Harrison Ford bless him <laughs> uh, um, 
<clears throat> was being they they were both being interviewed at the same time as you do on the Graham Norton show, and he just utterly blanked on Ryan Gosling's name. But did he really like, though, or is yes, he just I, being Harrison Ford and being goofy? I honestly think he did. Ah, that's if unfortunate. You see the look on his because there's this momentary look of panic on his face. Of mm. it's like when. Uh, we were talking about the thing and we said, yes, I saw the clip that, uh, uh, and he looks at the guy next to him who is Ryan Gosling and going, your name, it just has this look of like your name's not coming to me. Well, Um, which, which happens. It does. Happens to people who are much younger than Harrison Ford. I feel bad for him if that's a legit thing. Yeah. I I, I do too, Dave. So, you know, I've got multiple kids. That's just going to happen. I call them by. <laughs> Holy yes. cow! You come here. Which one are you? Young yeah. one? No, the other one. Yeah. My, my, my mom, who is no longer with us, which that's quite a while ago, so it's not like a sympathy thing. But, but, she, she would run through an abbreviated form of her, her, her children's names whenever she wanted one of us. It would be Rollin Todd. Luckily. Ah. Luckily, I was at the end, so I always got the full name, and maybe that wasn't a good thing. But, <laughs> and that was probably seventy percent of the time. As children, as adults, didn't matter. It's just because you know. I think it turned into a thing where, well, she knows one of us will respond. That's what matters, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, I guess he was just having one of those moments. Um, <laughs> but still, dude, your co-star, and he's kind Fine. of well known. That's find funny. the uh, find the clip. It's on YouTube, unless they took it down and put it in the same barrel as the anime thing from Blade Runner Two Four Nine. However, I prefer to think of it as you may be big now, but but I'm Harrison Ford. But I'm Harrison Ford, bitch. <laughs> That's how I take it. It's like you ain't nothing yet. Wait until you're what well, is Harrison now? Seventy three. You know. Wait until yeah. you're still a freaking movie star. 40 years from now, buddy, then come back and talk to me, except you'll have to do it, you know, through the force or something. But um, is this the part when I should tell you that Liam Neeson said he's unretiring from action films and we'll do another one anytime now? Oh, of course, because the bill came due on the gas or something. So, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, good for him. That's fine. uh, Being attached to Blade Runner 2049 uh, is allegedly (laughs) going to be the new Justice League trailer. Okay. And that pretty much ends the good news for DC this week. I know last uh, week they had a good week. They had a good week last week. This week, not so much. Let me ask not you a so quick question. Yes. You, you, this stuff comes up all the time. It's like they promote. It's like, oh, the new trailer is coming out and it's attached to this movie. Have you ever once gone to see a movie? Have, has your decision to see a movie ever been swayed by the fact that you knew, oh, the Star Wars trailer will be attached to this movie. I'm going to go see this movie because I'll get to see the trailer. Actually, because you said Star Wars, that mm-hmm. did make me want to go see a movie more, but mm-hmm. not enough to actually go see it. Okay. And, and and that's why I went with the high end, because typically for most people, it's going to be Star Wars. I have never once thought, yeah, I'm going to go see that because the trailer is like, I don't care enough about the trailer to go see a freaking movie. The trailer's going to be online in half an hour after it shows up anyway. Even before, well, actually, this kind of started when the point was you could actually watch things online. But, you know, them promoting, oh, this is going to be, the trailer's going to be attached to this movie. I I don't care enough about a damn trailer to go spend $10 or back in the day, $6 to go watch a movie that was kind of iffy. No. Right. I don't, and, you know, if, if that makes a difference to you, okay. That seems odd because, like you just said, Dave, you can watch it online the next damn day or the day before or whatever. So I don't get the concept of, yeah, I'm going to go spend money to watch a trailer. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Anyway, Um, on to to the awful news of DC, which. Oh, geez. Uh, Not not as good news. They've decided to de-emphasize the extended universe aspect. But because. Who needs continuity? Um, Aquaman but, will, does not necessarily go with the Wonder Man, Wonder Man, Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Man is a different character, and that's Marvel, sir. Marvel, don't, don't, don't yeah. go there. Um, Awful character, too. Um, the Cyborg movie will not necessarily go with the Batman movie. The Flash movie will not necessarily go with Justice League. 
Well, just, not, I can see the Flash movie not going, not tying in because it's an alternate timeline movie. I can see that. In, in a way, I, I'm kind of happy they're doing this because this means they're giving free reign, hopefully, to some extent, because they saw, oh, let's let this director, Patty Jenkins, do what her vision is for what fits this property. And they got a really good movie and they made a crap load of money instead of having, let's make sure it fits into Zack Snyder's vision. And again, Zack Snyder has done some really cool movies, but he's done some really crap fests. Yes. Uh, especially for Warners. So in, in some ways, I like the fact that they've realized, you know, let's not tie it all into this super dark, angsty BS thing, which doesn't really fit the property. Uh, overall, though, it to me, it definitely causes problems, like you said. It's like, uh, so we can have things happen in Aquaman, which will totally not fit in with the things that happen in Wonder Woman, which is just going to, I would think, cause a lot of confusion. Yeah. Which, again, it, it's, it really, it shouldn't be that hard to do. I mean, co- they've done it in co- comics for uh, 40, 60, 70 years, where you have an editor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where they, okay, this fits into the continuity. You can't go outside of this realm because this is our world this is the book this is what fits it would be pretty damn easy to do that for a movie universe because you have so much so many fewer properties i mean what are you juggling 10 properties instead of like 100 yeah marvel sure as hell does it not that they've matched up every single time and i'm talking about marvel studios per se not throwing in fox and all the crap because they don't have control over that but uh, it's odd to me that they've apparently have just thrown in the towel and said, you know what, we don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> well, you know, in a way, it's good because it wasn't working for them. No, you want something that doesn't work? I like things that don't work. DC? I love things that don't work. I really never wanted to actually say this sentence, but... Say it! In, ju- in 2018, in July... There will be a Teen Titans Go movie. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> As in live action. It better fucking not be. <laughs> Teen Titans Stop. The, I have read new... I, I've tried watching it because the original Teen Titans animated series yes. had a really bizarre style to it. But it, the stories worked. Yes. This looks like they decided to take the art style cross it with Dexter's laboratory oh. and who who's writing no one no one's writing this i have never everyone i have ever seen an interview with who has worked on this show has said it is the most embarrassing thing they've ever done oh god and how the hell is this show still on the air yeah that's not good no no, That's, don't do that. It's very bad. Which Teen Titans is never one of my favorite properties, but the, the incarnations that they have done up to this point have been really, really well done. Really well done. Then there's this. Which, which again, ties into what is one of our ongoing themes forever is like, why doesn't the live action division just, just, just glance over and see what the animated division does? What the hell is wrong with you people? Anyway... Which leads into, which leads into one person in DC in a DC movie doing something right. Yay! And he's actually someone that I, I love the hell out of this guy, Danny Elfman. Yes. Who is uh, was brought in to redo the theme for the Justice League movie? Uh, says that not all. You know how when char- a character comes on the screen and they have a theme. Yes, often. Not in this. Uh, he says he has a, a motif for everyone, but not everyone has a full-blown theme. So, you know, when Flash comes on the screen, there will be a little bit, little snippet, and you go, ah, that's Flash. Or he's not on the screen yet, but you hear the music, ah, Flash is coming. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's set up so that it can be expanded for their own movies. Nice. I think that's very cool. That's and very cool. And very bonus smart. Bonus points for him. He snuck a bit of the John Williams 1978 Superman theme into the Justice League soundtrack. Ah, that's beautiful. I like it. I like that a lot. 
Uh, I haven't heard it yet. I don't care. It's Danny which, Elfman. It's going to be good. Which, ooh, spoiler alert. Again, another hint that Superman will be back in case you haven't figured that out somehow, which is bizarre. He's um, on the poster. Yeah, it's kind of like obvious. Um, it's not a spoiler. No, it's not a spoiler unless you're Duh. unless you've not been paying attention at all ever, ever. to the character ever, or what DC ever. has ever done with the character. Ever, 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 ever. Um, that brought up an interesting thought, which I promptly lost. Perhaps it will come back. We'll see. Come back, Shane. Come back. Um, <clears throat> Great line. Of old things. I hated that kid though. That kid just needed a whipping bad. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, you know something that Disney wanted to do with Marvel that didn't well, sell it. It's not Disney didn't want to do with Marvel. It's ABC. See, I'm getting this all confused because it's all one big weird thing. Conglomerate. ABC Walt from the wanted grave. to kill off Agents of Shield after season four. They're stupid. Marvel stepped in and said, no, there's a season five. You're going to make it. And Disney went, listen to them, make it. Oh, dear. So uh, ABC is going to make it, but it's going to be moving to Friday nights after there are eight shows of the Inhumans, which they've already canceled. Well, decided not to renew, I guess is the the most accurate way to put it. Probably a better way of putting it. However, <laughs> at, from the early reviews, I almost wonder if they're actually going to bother to show all Wait. of it. Yeah, because, wow, this thing is getting ripped. And neither of us haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but by next week, we'll let you know. Yeah, because by next week, three episodes will have been out. And yes. I have... Uh, this, this is the first Marvel property... Um, God, since maybe the Captain America thing that came out in the 70s or something, that I have had a really, really bad feeling about. And this includes the Hulk movies, which weren't really part of the... Because I actually like Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I'm, one of, I'm in the minority on that one. But I like this, the Ed Norton one. Oh, I love I the Ed that. Norton one. I love it. But most people don't even like the Ang Lee. I actually like the Ang Lee version. Uh, but this just had, looks so damn moments. bad. Yeah. This looks so bad. I mean, the fact Black Bolt looks constipated the whole time. You know, it's like I, I, uh, going back to your comment about not being invested in a character, not caring about a character. And granted, these are just from clips, trailers. trailers yeah. It's kind of hard to tell, but these people they don't look interesting, which is sad because Black Bolt to me. Black Bolt and Medusa were extremely interesting characters, and at least yeah. in the trailers, that does not carry over. No. At all. So, and again, you very you can't judge a, a show or a, a film or whatever on the trailer. It just it's just there to get you interested. It does a really horrible job of that. But uh, I actually, just, did you see the new trailer for it? I I'm not sure if I saw the new trailer there, for there it. There was one that came out weirdly this week. They're constantly huh. dumping new trailers. No, I did not see the new, new, new trailer. The new, new trailer made it look infinitely more interesting than they had before. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, you sent it to me. I did see that, that new I trailer. I did. You did. Anyway. Yes. And that does look much more interesting, where Crystal is with Lockjaw. And, Lockjaw. Yeah. yeah, that does look more interesting. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Other Marvel news we got this week, though. We'll, we'll see. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, just opened in China. And because it did, it passed Wonder Woman and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as the top-grossing superhero movie of the year with $874 billion. <laughs> Close uh, enough. And it is, well, or it will, at the, at the time I got the article. Uh, it's more now, yes. And it's also now available, on, I don't know if it's on DVD yet. I know it's available for downloading, legally. Yeah, I don't think it's, I think Blu-ray and DVD hits next People still have DVD. Isn't that like a track? Anyway, um, yes, it's very soon. (laughs) That would be VHS. Such a fun, yeah, VHS. Damn, I'm I'm really dying for that 240 line horizontal resolution. Um, Yeah, such a good movie, such a fun movie. And and in some ways, I still like Spider-Man 2 better, but Tom Holland is 
absolutely the best Spider-Man, hands down. Absolutely the best Peter yeah. Parker, hands down. I mean, that speaking, was just brilliant. Speaking of Marvel, fun, and China. Yes. Because yeah, those go together all the time. Uh, there is a new trailer for Thor that came out in China, which has tons of new footage in it. I'm not watching it. I wouldn't. It, I'm not going to watch by, it. Right. By the end of this year, I'll have watched the whole movie. Exactly. There have been so many trailers for this thing. I don't want to watch any more of it. I mean, in a way, I kind of do, but I, I, yeah, I'm afraid there will be like six minutes left of the movie. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're going. I don't I don't really get why they're releasing new trailers so much because I I think people are interested in it. I, I can see why you're desperate to release new trailers for the Inhumans because it's got awful buzz. Thor Ragnarok has amazing buzz. Um, yes. Just stop releasing things, or, or maybe maybe they're shooting everybody with a Terrigen Mist after they watch the trailer and they forget and they become Inhumans and their uh, superpowers forgetting everything they've seen in the last 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or 100 days, however long. Maybe it's totally that Will Smith cameo they had where this. he holds up that, that stick. Could be, um, speaking of. Yeah, the uh, the other Marvel news I got this week comes from, unfortunately, the Fox side of the family, where <laughs> Olivia Munn said that she is reprising her role of Psylocke in the upcoming X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. Okay. But she said something really strange that has confused the crap out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said that it's like a two-parter, this movie. And that has confused people, because was part one Apocalypse? Or Alpacalypse? Or whatever that one previously was? Yeah, it's Apacalypse. Or is there two Phoenixes? Phoenixes? Phoenixi? Phoenixi. I like Phoenixi. Whatever, whatever the plural of Phoenixes would be. Go to Arizona, and we'll find out. Anyway, I don't. That was all I've got really, for that, and I, I don't really frankly care. would rather them just do one movie. Yeah. So we can get it over with and get the property back to Marvel. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I don't care. I don't really. I just don't care about the X Men property. I. They've not done. I, to me, they've not really done a good job with with it for quite a while. Oh. Um, you know, it's just <laughs> X X two was the last one. Uh, other than I did like Logan, not as much as it could have been, but I did like Logan. Right. But, but other than that, the, to me, that was the only good X Men movie. And I'm not counting Deadpool because yeah, he ties in, but he's not X Men. Um, since X two, I mean, how many decades is that? It feels like eight. It it does. I I think the last good X Men movie actually was released ten years before the X Men were created. So, yeah, it, it really Sounds does feel right. it really does feel like that. Um, speaking of movies that came out a long time ago, Gone with the Wind. We talked about horror movies earlier. The Invisible Man. Close. It may <laughs> as well be. Um, Flatliners has been rebooted. Yes. Or remade or recut. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it, its current score on Rotten Tomatoes is a completely flatlined zero, which is. Bravo. Well wow. done, sir. Well done. I like I it. I don't know how they pulled that off. I don't know either. That's hard. That's very difficult to pull that one um, off. That's 35 reviews, by the way. That's not. That's not like six people didn't six critics didn't like it. That's thirty five critics who all said it's really bad, which is kind of amazing. Something uh, that didn't make sense to me about this, and I don't know if you knew knew about this or not, because this is a it's kind of a remake, but they also made it kind of a sequel because Kiefer Sutherland has a cameo in the movie where he hinted about what happened in the first movie, except they cut it. Because they said it was confuse the people who watched it who didn't know the original was out there. Interesting, because it was not a big hit. I mean, it was more yeah. of a cult thing. It um, had a huge cast, to, so you'd think it would have a you know more to it. Yeah, but it does not. And it's a it's an okay movie. It's not a bad movie. The original, I'm saying, it's not a bad movie. It's not great, but it's okay. Uh, to be fair, to to pay tribute to the audience, it's getting it has a 44 percent rating from the audience. 
score on Rotten Tomato, which, no, it's not bad. It's certainly not good. speaking. So basically, yeah, I mean, it's like it's close to a 50-50 shot. If you go see it, you'll like it. Um, this movie, the trailer, I liked. I thought it looks interesting. Um, uh, that being said, probably you won't go see it because there are more interesting things coming up and there's not a lot of time in the world to do, go see everything. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I really, really loved the original, I would just watch the original again. Kind of like... Yeah. Kind of like Robocop when the Robocop reboot came out, and it was like, yeah, that's okay. And as you've said many times, if this was not called Robocop, if this was not called the Fantastic Four, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. you know, if it wasn't tied into a specific property and it and they just wanted to stand alone on their own story, it would be better because then you avoid the comparison to something which is really, really cool. Hello. As opposed to all you do is sit there and think, yeah, this is pretty good, but damn, this sucks. This blows compared to Robocop, so yeah, or Alien or whatever. So, which reminds me, you yeah. saw a movie this week that would fill into the category of, of horror, which Flatliners kind of. is supposed to kind of be. Yes, Care to kind of falls into the category of horror. It doesn't. It's called Mother with an exclamation point and lowercase m. Uh, what can I tell you? Uh, Darren Aronofsky, who does. Uh, a lot of times when people say something is interesting, that's like an insult. Darnowski always makes at least interesting films. Uh, typically, often they're they're brilliant. Uh, the Wrestler, which was an awesome movie. <coughs> Black Swan, which is an awesome movie. But he also did Noah, which is like, ooh, god, Not that as. movie was, yeah, that movie bit. Um, so he doesn't bat a thousand. That's okay. Uh, I don't really think of this as a horror film. Um, it's it's almost not even a psychological thriller. It's it's a kind of a psychological drama. Um, basically, Jennifer Lawrence is married to Javier Bardem. He's a poet who has fallen on hard creative times. He's not been able to write. She's just making a home for them. And people come in she doesn't really want these people coming into their home because there's random people who kind of show up and he's welcoming these people and more and more people come in and it almost kind of turns into a weird home invasion kind of thing but the difference is is she doesn't like it and he's just encouraging everything so it's really disrupting their lives and it gets worse and worse and worse and gets to a really bad point uh, and that's all I'll say about that as far as just what direction this goes in and so don't think of it as a horror film. Right. Um, because if you think of it as a horror film, you are not going to like it. Think of it as a drama. You're going to be much more likely to enjoy it. It's a weird character study. It's it's very much one of these films where it's representing something else. Uh, you can look it up online and see what Aronofsky himself says it represents. That's not what I thought it represented. I thought it represented something else entirely, which is okay, because that's kind of the point of films. It's what you get out of it. So I got something... I saw a different picture from what Aronofsky meant, and I still enjoyed what I got out of it. I totally see where he's going with it. I just didn't think down that path. Um, that being said, she's awesome. Bardem's awesome. It's uh, uh, Ed Harris is always worth watching. Uh Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. Uh, again, she's a supporting character, but she is excellent. Really makes me hope that she winds up getting a bit of a career um, boost. boost. Just just like Jessica Lange has. Jessica Lange is like hotter than she's ever been, which is yeah. terrific. And Michelle Pfeiffer is excellent in this film. But uh, the acting is is great. But again, it's not a horror movie. Do if you go think go to see this movie and you think it's a horror movie, you are going to be pissed off. So please, for the love of God, don't think that that's what is. Uh, like the movie It Comes at Night, which again has been categorized as a horror movie, which I went to see, which I thought was a terrific movie. Uh, again, if you think this is a horror film, a scary flick, no, you're going to be pissed no. off. Uh, it's not. It's, it's a drama. It's a psychological thriller. It's about how people relate to fear and things like this. This. Uh, and this is much more character study about, to me, how Jennifer Lawrence, how she reacts to changes in the relationship and people coming into the 
relationship that she didn't expect. And that's about the most I want to say about it without spoiling anything. Again, this is this is not just a popcorn film. So if you just want to go be entertained, you want to see something light. I mean, I'm a huge Godzilla fan, so I'm not knocking that kind of film at all. But this is a deeper movie. So if you're not someone who really wants to think about what you're watching and you just kind of want to like bathe in the glow of the pretty lights, this is not your flick. Don't go see it. But again, if you want to interpret what you're seeing, absolutely go see this movie. It's really, really, really good. There's a lot going on in the subtext of this movie. And just by saying subtext, that immediately makes 90% of the people say they're not going to go see it, which is fine. Because you probably shouldn't, you know. I mean, that's just—it's not going to be your cup of tea. So don't don't waste your money. There's other films you should go see that you would probably like more, like it, for instance, maybe, or The Hitman's Bodyguard, which I still haven't seen, which doesn't have great reviews, and I don't care. The Hitman's Bodyguard to me is one of those movies that's probably critic-proof. I mean, it just—and it might suck, but I don't care. Just the the teaming right. of those two—it just looks hilarious. So at some point, I'll get to go see that. Okay, so now we are at a section of the show that I'm just going to call any comments. <laughs> any comments? Any? It, it's it, it, rapid fire stuff. We're, we're going to start off with, see, I told you there was another baseball reference coming. You did. There's uh, a movie called Teammate, being directed by Shane Abess and produced by Ted Field. Do I know either of them? No. Mm. The part of this that I thought was interesting was it's a film about the Cubs winning their first World Series since 1908. And I want to ask you this. Ask me this. Guess who they want to play Joe Madden, the manager of the Cubs? Joe Madden. He should play himself. That would make sense. That would make sense. But I know it's not Joe Madden because that would make too much sense. Um, Gee, who would fit that? Who would fit that? At this point, Harry... Harrison Ford would, would, would fit that role, but no, I'm sure it's not Harrison Ford. So You're I give up. Far off. Oh, okay. Well, tell me. Big Cubs fan. No. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I saw that and went, you know what? That fits. <laughs> Bill Murray as Joe Madden. Oh, God. Oh. Um, I'm just on that alone. I might be interested in seeing this now. Okay. Is I wonder. Because Bill Murray is an excellent dramatic actor. He is. But I wonder, are they going to take this? Are there going to be... Well, actually, with Joe Madden, there should be a lot of light moments because he's a very he's a very funny guy. That makes me much more interested. I mean, it sounds interesting anyway, but Bill Murray as Joe... I can't imagine him saying, no, I don't want to do that. No. It's a Cubs... A movie about his Cubs winning the World Series for the first time in 108 years... I'm pretty sure Bill Murray's going to be jumping at this. And, and have you ever seen... And I, somewhere I still have... Of the speaking of VHS, the VHS, VH, VHS tape when uh, uh, Harry Carey was out with one of his bouts of illness, and, and they had guest announcers, and Bill Murray was one of the first ones. And I just happened yeah. to—I didn't realize he was going to be on because they didn't announce anything. This is like pre-internet stuff, and I just happened to that. Oh, you know, this might be fun. <laughs> and Bill Murray was one of the guest announcers, and he was in the booth for three innings, and then he did radio for three innings, and he came back for the TV show. On WGN, the Superstation. And like when it was. Uh, oh my God! Classic, ridiculous Bill Murray. He butchered every. They were playing. They were playing the Colorado Rockies, and he butchered everybody's name de- deliberately and made fun <laughs> of their names. He started out with Andres Gala. You know, and it's just he's just being Bill Murray the entire time. I mean, it's it's just wall to wall, Murray. Just, and of course, absolutely off the cuff. So I cannot, I cannot imagine him not just like paying them, right, to, to be Madden. That I'm saying. Oh yeah, very, now, very cool. Unfortunately, the rest of this, until we get to the last bit from this section, the rest oh, of this okay. is going to be crap. Um, well, that makes that more than makes up for anything. Fox is looking at making a couple of a uh, oh, couple of reboots here. You had, to say, here. You had yeah. to say Fox. Well, yeah, okay. Anyway, yes. Uh, they're starting off with one. Now it, it could be interesting. They're going to be remaking Kung Fu again. Uh, that's interesting. Now, listen to this description, and I want you to tell me what's wrong with it. <clears throat> the new take follows the adventures of Lucy Chang, a Buddhist monk and Kung Fu master who travels through the 1950s America. 
Armed with only her spiritual training and her martial arts skills, she searches for the man who stole her child years before. Why? Now, it, I'm not saying I mean, that the gender swap thing is wrong here. I have looked it up. There are female Buddhist monks. Yeah. I, I always thought that female monks were called nuns, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not religious. What the hell do I know? The part that's that's throwing me off on this is she's a monk with a kid. She's a monk with a kid, which... Let me raise my hand and go, sorry, what? Which, okay, that might work in that particular faith, and I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know, but maybe it does. My problem is, why is it in the 50s? Because they're remaking the 70s version. I I don't care. Why is it in the 50s? I don't know. One of the other things they're rebooting is uh, Nice Guys, which just came out in theaters, only they're making it with a gender swatch, so it's nice girls, apparently. Did we need that? No, because nobody saw Nice Guys anyway, which Nice Guys is like one of the undersung, hilarious, awesome movies. Uh, I think I think there were like five other people that saw it. One, and I don't mean in my theater, I mean, period. Ever. Yeah, that, that movie is hilarious. It's excellent. And uh, that's an odd property to... Maybe they just think, it's like, well, we got the rights to the property and it's not going to cost us anything. And we'll give it another shot. Maybe we this maybe this will work. Um, yeah, you know, I can I can see that it works, but get the get the original movie more exposure. I mean, I just I really have a problem with kung fu set in the fifties. I really don't understand. <laughs> what that is. It'll save I, the I, trouble I, of having to buy everyone new iPhones. Yeah, I have zero. Why not put it in the West? Because uh, th- that's when the damn thing was originally set. I don't get. Because they want to cross over with Happy Days. Yeah, that's perfect. Jesus. I made that part up. I hope. I hope, yeah. Um, I have zero problem with them the, with the gender swap. Uh, no. Um, but I, I just hope they actually get someone who knows martial arts as opposed to dancing. You know, the, the, the fact... <laughs> Jesus. The fact that, that they could have had Bruce Lee as the lead and they went with David Carradine for God's sakes. Yeah. And David Carradine was good in the role. He did fine, but but it could have been Bruce Lee. It could have been Bruce Lee doing something other than jumping into the screen for 5 minutes and beating the crap out of everybody on the Green Hornet. Yeah. Uh including Robin. If you ever watched yeah. the Green Hornet Batman crossover. That's true. Where in the in the foreground, Green Hornet and Batman are doing this Marcus of Queensbury rules boxing thing, and in the background, Burt Ward is getting his ass handed to him by Bruce Lee, all over the screen. It, it's yes. it's very funny. Oh yeah, totally. Well, here's a comment as on one of the stories. To, yeah, it, it, that's very funny. As opposed to uh, what Sony is wanting to do, they're going to reboot Charlie's Angels again. Oh, God, why? Oh, I'll make it worse this time. Lupita Nyong'o. That's fine. She's a good actress. She's but an actress. Kristen Stewart. Oh, for God's sakes. Really? Apparently. I don't know why. Charlie's Angels with crap attitude. It, because she's going to play the piece of wood that uh, Lupita uses to smack people over the head with. Yes, yeah, that uh, makes me extremely not happy. Um, one of the comments about going back to the Kung Fu thing, someone commented, yes. just like, oh, Gina Carano would be perfect. Uh, well, she would be okay, but I'd rather have maybe someone not, not, not that the, the Buddhist monk has to be an Asian or an Asian American, but considering how badly they screwed it up the first time around, it would be nice if they actually had someone. But then in the, the prompt response is like, oh, it'd be okay if she could act is actually, she's actually proven herself to be quite a good actress. Gina Carano has. So, uh, I just, God. That okay, makes me sad. So last couple little 1950s. bits. Bastards. 1950s, it, yes. It, it could be. Um, Halloween is coming up. It is. Woo! So we the last four of these are kind of Halloween related. The first one I don't understand in the slightest. Uh, Tom Hanks it will be reprising his role of David S. Pumpkins yeah. in an animated Halloween special. Now that's called I've milking it for this, everything it's worth. 
perhaps I watched the skit twice on YouTube because I'm not really big into SNL. And I didn't get it. Did I, you, have you seen the skit? And do you, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I get it, but there's not much to get is how I took it. I mean, it's just right. not particularly wonderful. Um, not his best work. <laughs> yeah, no, it is not his best work. Uh, Trump fan on on Black Jeopardy is much, much better. And that's like not exact. That's another phone in for him. Uh, I really don't get this David S. Pumpkins. Not to the either. point where we're going to do a, a, an animated special. It's like, seriously? Makes no damn sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. The 30th anniversary <laughs> of Predator is in November. So it's coming back to theaters. The original version. Nice. Which is nice. That's nice. Um, I mean, I was never like a huge <laughs> fan. It's a fun movie. It is. That's cool. I would prefer them re-releasing that than making another version. So, you know, that's cool. You know what? I actually did like Predators. I did like... Where they actually just, you know, kidnapped them and took them to a different planet. Yeah, I, I did, did like that. Predators. That was pretty good. But there have been... <laughs> there been like, it seems like there's been 50 Predators movies. When you throw in the Predators alien crossovers and yeah. everything else, they just blend into just a blah mess. I can't wait for the Predators, Aliens, Terminator, uh, Avatar crossover because you know that's coming at some point what before Cameron the, uh, dies, and it'll be underwater. It'll be in, it'll be like in the Titanic. I'm going to steal a bit from uh, Ed Byrne, who's one of my favorite comedians, uh, who's on a show called Mock the Week, which if you've ever seen that, it's a cross between The Daily Show and Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh God! Um, God, <laughs> you can find it on YouTube, and this happened a few weeks ago, and they end it with. Uh, a really bizarre category and they come out and kind of like the, the world's worst step on whose line. And the category they had was bizarre movie titles. And Ed came up with, uh, it's the ultimate fight for the control of the universe. It's Kramer versus alien versus predator versus Batman versus Superman versus Kramer. And my money's, my money's on the young Meryl Streep every time. I, I love Ed. Ed is awesome. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it, it, it felt like one of those. Last two bits, because i got to go pick up my kids soon. Um, Hocus Pocus, which yes. is a, I think is a dreadful Halloween movie, but my kids love it, and I retreat is, to that is, that is, the other side of beloved, the house. Beloved Halloween film property, which I don't really care for at all either. In but yeah, a lot slightest. of people absolutely love it. Yeah. Although it is the best Sarah Jessica Parker has ever looked to me. Um, True. Anyway, they're remaking it as a telemovie with a completely different cast. Which is understandable. Do, do you care? I don't care. No, I don't care at all. I'm not going to tell my kids. Ha ha ha. So maybe I won't have to. I don't, I don't know that anybody else will care either with a completely different know. cast. And just because Sarah Jessica Parker came up and I associate her with. Because all things horrible. Kathy Najimy made that film. Most people good don't think news. Good news. And this is what good I'm going to leave everybody with this week. Good news. Sex in the City Three is dead. They're not making it. Well, I think that's, that's good news. Just that's just like awful, terrible news, isn't it? Oh, not really. Man. Yeah, and I, I'm sure. <laughs> actually, I doubt that anybody at this point really wants to see wants to see that not I hope not not at this point a, a not anyone who listens to this show a reboot which I mean they already did a reboot which lasted for I think maybe it was on for two seasons was it um, yeah it was on for at least one season. bad shows tend to last for whatever reason like the Goldbergs that's in its fifth season oh my god one of the what? worst one of the worst freaking comedies ever and that's in its fifth season the, 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 how god the ads come on and I just I'll tell you what, it's a great diet aid because I immediately want to hurl when I see that damn thing. <laughs> I cannot eat for an hour after I just hear the voices of any of those characters. Jesus, that's a bad show. And if you like it, God that's help you. God help you. Yeah, because, man, that's bad. Makes the mist look like <laughs> Chekhov or Shakespeare. Anyway. Uh, 
wow, that that show just makes me. Uh, there are many things that make me like entertainment properties that make me ang- literally angry. The fact that that exists makes me angry because it's such crap. Jesus. Ouch. Yeah, it's bad. Well, just think about Bill Murray as Joe Madden and everything will be okay. Oh, utter bliss automatically. Oh, see, he could be he could be the monk. He he could be the guy who you know. He's in, oh. he's in Kung Fu and Grasshopper. Grasshopper, yes. Yeah. I can totally see. He makes. No, never mind. No, I'm going to go there. Anyway, Right. I have nothing more. But, I, but, I don't but either. Thank you I'm, for that I'm, moment I'm, of bliss. I'm getting ready to go watch Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's all I've got. So until next week, boys and girls. We'll watch other things so you don't have to. That's our job. I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.